Can you imagine experiencing your life as easy and peaceful most of the time, even when things around you seem to be in chaos? It truly is a possibility. That is the gift of living with soul and ego in harmony, living in self-awareness without judgment. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the magic that is energy medicine. Now, here is the host of Soul Healing with Tracy Trimble, Doctor of Energy Medicine, Tracy Trimble. Welcome, friends. My name is Tracy Trimble, and I'm a Doctor of Energy Medicine. As a bioenergetic therapist, a spiritual guide, and a healer, I specialize in treating the causes and the effects of depression, anxiety, acute stress, and chronic pain from the perspective of the human bioenergetic field. My passion is teaching energy medicine, such as Reiki, chakra balancing, and Hatha yoga. And my superpower is connecting, with your permission, of course, directly to the voice of your soul to hear the information that you need to be guided you you to be guiding you in the direction of your highest good and then as a trained talk therapist i have the joy of also speaking to your ego energy it then becomes my job to guide and teach you on how to bring your soul and ego into harmony and on this week's show we're going to be discussing having to please others at your own expense I believe that a lack of worthiness is the most devastating human disease known to man. It is truly a silent killer. I believe that it's the cause of depression, anxiety, most acute stress, and much chronic pain. The most dangerous strain of lack of worthiness is what I call having to please others at your own expense. And today, we're going to discuss more about this ego dysfunction, having to please others at your own expense. And I want to share with you ways to shift yourself back into harmony with your true self, to become in alignment with soul and ego so that you're no longer controlled by the need to please others at your own expense. So again, today, pleasing others at your own expense. First of all, I want to share with you what the disease having to please others at your own expense is. But before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about lack of worthiness. It is my opinion that a lack of worthiness is discovered while we're in the womb. And one day soon, I'm going to share with you my conception to birth experience theory, but we're not going to have time for that today. So imagine that it's true that in the womb, during conception to birth, the time in which our physical body is being formed to house our soul and ego to take us through this beautiful journey called human being, that we get caught up in whatever it is that our mother is experiencing, her thoughts, her feelings, her emotions, her inner and her outer experiences. And instead of minding our own business, allowing our beautiful human body to grow, we start getting connected to her feelings. And we start taking them on as our own. But here's the reality. We've never had any experience before that moment. 
So we actually don't know what's going on with her. For example, uh, she could be going through a trauma, a, a state of energy where her body goes into fight, flight, or freeze, and, and a chemical concoction is created, mostly adrenaline, that helps her fight for her life. It could be real. She could have been in a car accident, for example. But that exact same reaction is going to take place by a perceived trauma. For example, Johnny jumps out and goes, boo, fight, flight, or freeze. In that moment that our mom is going through that experience, we create a criticism and judgment, and we label that experience. Now, the first time that it happens, we label that experience as this place is bad. But after several times of that happening during the conception to birth process, we actually realize in that moment that we're alone and unprotected. We're no longer energy in the universe, but we're actually not quite matter as a human body either. And all of the sudden, we believe that we're alone and unprotected. So this place is bad and we're alone and unprotected. But in that period of nine months, as more and more of these chemical reactions of fight, flight, and freeze take place, we start to think that maybe it's not this place as much as it's us. And we start to create the belief system that we're bad. And we start to collect evidence of that's true through our mother's experience. The reality it is we don't even know what she's going through. We don't know if it's real or perceived. And we keep accumulating this evidence that we're bad. So before we're even born, before we even come out into this world, we have an underlying vibration of lack of worthiness. This, I believe, is the most dangerous disease not necessarily spoken of, not in medical practice even called a disease. I believe it's the cause of much of the emotional mental health. Again, depression, anxiety, acute stress, and chronic pain. It's an underlying vibration that we may or may not even be aware of. My belief is that the most detrimental disease or um symptoms of this disease are having to please others at our own expense. And what that means now is that we feel like we are only of value. We are only worthy. We're only good enough if others believe that's true. We don't spend our time or our energy cultivating our own truth that we think we're worthy or we're crazy in love with ourselves. We want to find that energy, that acceptance, that acknowledgement from outside of us. Now, I totally believe, although it's not my experience, and I'll explain that in a second, that there are two types of people. There are givers, 
people who feel better, more at ease, and naturally good at giving. And there are takers, those who are good at, naturally able to, and feel more comfortable taking. When those two energies are in balance, there's absolutely nothing wrong with either one. However, when being a giver or a taker causes pain and suffering, that's where the challenges come in. If you are either of those energies or whichever of those energies you are more prone to, out of balance causes challenges. Now, today we're going to be talking specifically about givers. Givers have the symptomology of having to please others at their own expense. So let me start right away with saying giving is a beautiful gift. And those of you who are givers, we are so grateful for you. Us beautiful takers are so very grateful for you. However, there is a line that gets crossed where you please others at your expense. And this begins to create challenges for you, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. So pleasing, again, is awesome unless there are no boundaries. So what happens when you have the disease having to please others at your own expense? Well, Let's start with this. Imagine that the ego dysfunction is that you are compelled or driven to give, 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 give. Even at the point of exhaustion, you still feel the need to give. And in most cases, especially if you are unable or unaware of setting boundaries, it is absolutely very likely that you're unaware that your worthiness is attached to what others think of you. You very often think that that's just the way it's supposed to be. Here's the challenge with this ego dysfunction, is that it's actually an out-of-alignment control issue. There are four very specific control issues. The first is you feel like you're controlled. You feel like you have no control. Or you feel like you have to be the person responsible, have to be the person responsible for fixing everything, or you are always frustrated. No matter what, you can't seem to escape frustration. This is the symptomology of having to please others. It is the ego dysfunction of being trapped in a compelling or driving force of control. So what happens here is a feeling that this is your lot in life. This is where you're stuck. And it's a very socially acceptable, very often even promoted place to be. Give, give, give. But here's the reality. The universal law 
of reciprocity requires that we give and receive equally. The more we give, the more we receive. The more we allow ourselves to receive, the more we're able to give. The challenge is, is that when you're trapped in having to please others at your own expense, you very rarely receive. It either makes you feel incredibly uncomfortable or you're simply not aware that you're stopping receiving from happening. And the challenge with that is the law of reciprocity. We have to be able to give and receive equally to be in a flow of harmony where soul and ego are working towards our highest good. Socially, but also emotionally, we create evidence that creates habits, that creates beliefs, that keeps this ego dysfunction in place. This challenge is that depression, anxiety, acute stress, and chronic pain are the results of this imbalance. And the reason that they rear their unattractive little heads is not a bad thing. It's actually, in the big picture, a beautiful gift. A gift to let you know very clearly that you've gone too far, that you either have not set a boundary or you've crossed that boundary and that this harm and suffering that you're experiencing is not only unnecessary, but it's not good for you. It literally causes harm and suffering. It looks like we're ready for our first break of the show. When we return, we're going to discuss having to please others at our own expense from the space of both giver and taker. In detail, I'm going to explain the traits of giver and taker in and out of alignment. Takers also experience having to please others, but it's a different version, and I'll share that when we come back. You're listening to Soul Healing with Tracy Trimble on Inspired Choices Network. In a moment, I look forward to getting back to you. We'll be right back. Many of us believe that feeling sick and tired is just the way life is. So we get stuck in that habit. What if we are not meant to live in pain and suffering at all? By tuning in to Soul Healing Radio Show with Doctor of Energy Medicine, Tracy Trimble, you will learn to eliminate the habit of suffering through self-awareness without judgment, therefore bringing soul and ego closer together. Are you ready to learn, share, heal, grow, and prosper? Listen to Soul Healing with Tracy Trimble, Ph.D., every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Soul Healing Radio Show with Doctor of Energy Medicine, Tracy Trimble, Ph.D. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to tracy at tracytrimble.ca. 
Now back to the program. Welcome back, friends. I'm Tracy. And I am so grateful to be your teacher and your spiritual guide today. You're listening to Soul Healing with Tracy Trimble on Inspired Choices Network. Today we're talking about the disease, having to please others at your own expense. Before the break, we were talking about givers. I want to just bring a little bit of attention to the takers. I myself am a taker, and it took me about 32 years, my first 32 years, to come into alignment, to be a good, kind, and compassionate taker. In the past, taking was my nature. And I did it from ego's point of view with very little regard to the needs of others, especially the needs of givers. Over the last 15 years, I've spent a lot of time, attention, and patience cultivating the capacity to be a generous taker, a kind and compassionate taker. And that's my boundary. That's my line. In this disease, takers think others have to please them at their own expense. And I guess that's where the law of reciprocity might come in. A taker needs a giver. A giver needs a taker. But both of those relationships also require balance so that each party feels fulfilled, appreciated, respected, and given what they needed, given what they need. So as I mentioned before the break, I want to talk to you a little bit about how having to please others at one's expense happens. The energy of giver, so if that is your true nature, in alignment you find joy in giving to others physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. But if you don't have boundaries set, you don't know when to stop. One of two things happen. It creates discomfort for others always receiving because generally you'd have a challenge in, in not receiving yourself. This is out of alignment where you give too much. Not only is it at your expense, not only do you become physically, emotionally, and mentally exhausted, but you become spiritually disconnected from the energy of the universe. And you either forget or you never actually learn how to receive from others. The challenge with that is the commodity of love. We believe that we are receiving love, but we're not. We're putting a wall up. And that wall is what very often creates symptomology called depression. We feel disconnected, isolated, and alone. And we become frustrated and often angry because we give, give, give. And it just seems like everyone takes. Nobody is willing to give back. But the challenge is, is that in this particular case of having to please others at your own expense, 
you've actually set energetic boundaries that don't allow you to receive, that you don't actually see the forest through the trees. When others are trying to give to you, you're not accepting it. You don't know how to ask for help. And if no one asks or offers it, you find that challenging and it becomes frustrating. And then you are compelled to feel like you have to fix things. In alignment, the giver is conscious of others' needs. But even as a giver, when you're out of alignment, you're actually only concerned with your need to give. You're not consciously aware of taking care too much. Um, This might be a little bit of mom syndrome. If you have mom syndrome and you're a giver who is having to please others at your own expense, You're doing everything for your people. They're not getting to do anything for themselves. Also, in alignment, the giver is creative and passionate. But out of alignment, the giver is overwhelmed by guilt and blame. They are very judgmental and critical of themselves and others. In alignment, the giver knows exactly what they want. They enjoy being flexible. Although they'd rather that others made decisions, they have an opinion of their own. But out of alignment, the giver doesn't speak their truth. They do whatever others want regardless of their own desires. And they seethe in that energy of resentment, or they shift into martyrdom. They say out loud that that's fine, but then they self-sabotage or sabotage external events because they're so angry and hurt. The giver is passive in alignment, but out of alignment, the giver is passive-aggressive. They want it to look like they're being kind and compassionate, but they're actually being fueled by being the one who does all the giving. And that often causes social conflict. It often leaves others feeling uncomfortable, but the out-of-alignment giver, the person stuck in having to please others at their own expense, they they just don't see that. They don't feel it. This energy of having to please others at your own expense is a life-sucking energy. It is fueled by control, by frustration, by anger. But that anger is usually hidden or avoided at all costs. So we're not even consciously aware that we're angry. And when we get to that point, guess what happens? We start giving out of anger and resentment. So it's not a kind, loving, and compassionate energy. It's an aggressive, controlling, and dominating energy. And very often, we're not even aware of it. And what happens is it begins to create sabotage. 
we begin to sabotage our own personal growth and development, but we also begin to sabotage other moments, outside experiences. We begin to create energetic scenes, whether they're real and we're actually having a temper tantrum, or they're perceived in that storm is happening on our inside. But whatever that is, it's causing us harm and suffering. It's creating painful moments, not only for ourselves or others. It feels as though we want others to help us, but we're actually either physically or energetically pushing them away. And then we go into the energies of guilt and blame. And these are the causes of depression and anxiety. The belief that we are alone, that we're disconnected, that we're isolated, that we aren't safe, secure, and supported, not only by ourselves, but by others. And we start creating stories and illusions that support this belief. And it's sadness. And it's grief. And it's perceived loss of self. And then all of the sudden... We are out of alignment. We aren't flowing through life peacefully. We're sick and tired. And we don't even know how to help ourselves. And because we've crossed that boundary so many times, it's become who we're behaving like, we usually don't know how to ask for help. And we literally have to feel so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired until we get some help. Now, if you're a taker, let's talk about some of your in and out of alignments where instead of having to please others at your own expense, you actually energetically expect others to please you. Whether you're aware of that or not, it's the energy from which you operate. A taker in alignment is in joy and peacefulness when others are doing for them. But out of alignment, a taker just takes too much. They aren't even consciously aware of the cost to others. They don't physically, emotionally, or mentally connect with the fact that they don't actually ever give back. They're just taking. Takers in alignment require free will and autonomy, but they also require a giver energy in their life, their spouse, their best friend, the people they work with. The challenge is that what happens in out-of-alignment is that if they don't get what they want, they often begin to manipulate others, to do for them so that those others believe it was their idea. A taker in alignment has strong willpower and self-esteem, but out of alignment, they are overwhelmed by shame and anger. They have a deep-seated, often unaware that they have a lack of worthiness. They actually think that they're very confident and outgoing people. 
but because they're unaware that their taking is out of alignment, they do so because they believe that's where their worthiness comes from, that their evidence comes from other people wanting to give to them. Out of alignment, the taker is also aggressive and controlling. They are unable to be confident and to give or receive. They just want to receive. So whether you're a giver or taker, this is very valuable information. Who are you? Are you more naturally drawn to giving or receiving? Are you in alignment and you're doing that with balance, with love, with others in mind? Or are you out of alignment? Are you completely controlled, compelled to give or to take? Do you feel controlled, that you have no control, that you're the one that has to fix things and that you're frustrated? If that is true, then it is very likely you're out of alignment. So your next step is to figure out, are you a giver or are you a taker? Are you in alignment or out of alignment? It's time for our second break of the show. When we return, we're going to talk about self-sabotage of having to please others at your own expense, specifically about the 12 beliefs of having to please others that create self-sabotage. You're listening to Soul Healing with Tracy Trimble on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Many of us believe that feeling sick and tired is just the way life is. So we get stuck in that habit. What if we are not meant to live in pain and suffering at all? By tuning in to Soul Healing Radio Show with Doctor of Energy Medicine, Tracy Trimble, you will learn to eliminate the habit of suffering through self-awareness without judgment, therefore bringing soul and ego closer together. Are you ready to learn, share, heal, grow, and prosper? Listen to Soul Healing with Tracy Trimble, Ph.D., every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Soul Healing Radio Show with Doctor of Energy Medicine, Tracy Trimble, Ph.D., to participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to tracy at tracytrimble.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back. My name is Tracy, and I am honored to be a spiritual guide and mentor to those on the path of bringing soul and ego into harmony. My passion is teaching, and I'm so grateful that you are joining me today and that what I'm sharing with you is resonating. I hope that if you know anyone that you think is trapped in this energy of having to please others at your own expense, that you'll share the link to this show with them. 
although this information is very intellectualized, knowing it allows you to go into a state of healing, allows you to start moving away from the unconscious incompetence energy that creates this disease called lack of worthiness that creates the symptomology of having to please others at your own expense. This ego dysfunction that compels us or drives us to be out of alignment, to be out of balance, comes in the form of sabotage. In session, I want to talk specifically about self-sabotage. This is going to be true of either a giver or a taker, but today we're focused on the givers, especially those with the disease of having to please others at their own expense. There are 12 beliefs that create, maintain, and perpetuate sabotage specifically self-sabotage. I'm going to very slowly, in case you want to write this down, very slowly read what these 12 energies are, and then I want to take a few minutes to talk about each of them, about what they create. But before I get into self-sabotage, I want you to be very aware of the fact that we often do not realize that much of our physical, mental, and emotional ailments come specifically from the energy of not feeling worthy. Pretty much everything I've come into contact with as a doctor of energy medicine has always led back to lack of worthiness, my own healing journey included, which to many people who know me now or have even known me most of my life wouldn't believe that lack of worthiness was my disease. I appeared to be extremely confident on the outside and honestly for many years uh, through psychotherapy was told that lack of worthiness was my challenge and I simply couldn't believe that. I always had confidence inside and outside. The challenge is I never had self-love. And that in itself is lack of worthiness. All of these beliefs of self-sabotage that I'm about to share with you come through us because we don't have self-love. So that in itself, I'm going to suggest, is the cure finding self-love. So I hope that you have a pen and paper ready as I slowly go through these 12 beliefs of having to please others at our own expense that create self-sabotage. First is the belief that we are unworthy of love, either giving or receiving it. That creates a belief within us where we can't find the capacity to accept ourselves as we are. That also presents as don't like myself. 
because of those two energies, being unable to accept ourselves and not liking ourselves, we have a belief that we're incapable, that we're inadequate, or that we're not good enough. We actually say out loud, but even more detrimentally and more silently a killer, we have thoughts that we are stupid, that we are bad, that we are a loser. And those energies create the belief system that begins to affect our decision-making capacity. We begin to believe that we never do anything right. We believe that we're inferior to others and that no matter what we do, we'll be a failure. These are the 12 beliefs of self-sabotage. Unworthy, unable to accept ourselves, unable to like ourselves, feeling incapable, feeling inadequate, believing that we are stupid, that we are bad, that we are not good enough, that we are a loser, that we can never do anything right, that we are inferior to others, and that we are a failure. If you've ever, on a consistent basis, thought any of those, said any of those things out loud, or made decisions based on those energies... You are self-sabotaging. And I'm going to share with you right now a big, big, big truth. Although each of those things may appear real to you, they are not true. And with work, honest, deep healing work, with the commitment to be honest in that work, all of these can be healed by the belief, by the knowing that you are worthy. So let's talk about being unable to accept ourselves and not liking ourselves. Actually, all 12 of these energies will have this piece of truth, but those two, being unable to accept ourselves and not liking ourselves, usually comes from evidence from the outside world. We have somehow heard from influential others, whether it's parents, teachers, siblings, or society in general, that we're not worthy. Very often that comes from physical or emotional information that we receive from others. Not accepting and not liking ourselves creates this influence, this capacity to please others at our own expense because we so desperately want to be loved. 
We so desperately want to be liked and accepted. And if we don't have the natural capacity or the ease to do that with, then we're going to look to the outside. And if the outside world has not produced evidence to us throughout our life or on a consistently regular basis, we actually believe that this is true. That we are these 12 things. That we are unworthy, incapable, inadequate, and inferior. Imagine if we started looking from the inside. What if this was true? And and let me tell you that this is exactly how the universe works, but some people haven't caught that yet. So let me explain what I'm about to say. And as I'm explaining it, I'm going to ask you to create this as homework. If this is where you're at right now, having to please others at your own expense, I want you to go through those 12 lists and I want you to document whichever ones affect you. And your homework becomes writing those down. So let's, for example, say, um, I feel incapable. And that is my reality. But I want to prove to myself that it is not true. For the next three days, make it your mission to find evidence of your capabilities of you being good enough, of you being worthy. Find people, places, things, scenes, situations, and scenarios where that's true. Create opportunities to see that evidence. Because here's the challenge. You have spent your entire life looking for evidence that these 12 energies of self-sabotage are true. You haven't been looking for evidence that they're false. And if you can find evidence, then it becomes what you think is your truth. If you think you're unworthy and you search for that evidence, guess what? That's your reality. But if you start searching for evidence that you are worthy, you will find that evidence. And your belief system begins to shift. And then your habits begin to shift. And then guess what? Your reality begins to shift. Our goal is to make our thoughts and our words based on evidence, on finding evidence, sorry, that these are false beliefs. And as soon as you can realize that they are false beliefs, you want to stop looking for evidence that they're false. And you want to start looking for evidence that instead of being unworthy, because you've got a ton of evidence that that's not true, you want to start searching for evidence that you are worthy. And then all of the sudden, your decisions, what you choose consciously to do, be, and have, or not to do, be, and have, becomes based on not having to please others at your expense. 
and all of the sudden you are no longer trapped in this compelling driving energy to be inadequate to be inferior to be not good enough and all of the sudden you are in a place to heal and you will be attracted to people to places to things to scenes to situations and scenarios that also want to prove to you that you are worthy that you are capable that you are adequate and guess what you begin to cultivate the solution the self love It's time for our third break of the show. When we return, I want to give you some ways in which you can begin to heal, some tools that you can begin to heal having to please others at your own expense. I want to talk about what they are, how they work, and why they are so important. My name is Tracy Trimble. I'm a doctor of energy medicine. I am honored to be your spiritual guide today on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back. Many of us believe that feeling sick and tired is just the way life is. So we get stuck in that habit. What if we are not meant to live in pain and suffering at all? By tuning in to Soul Healing Radio Show with Doctor of Energy Medicine, Tracy Trimble, you will learn to eliminate the habit of suffering through self-awareness without judgment, therefore bringing soul and ego closer together. Are you ready to learn, share, heal, grow, and prosper? Listen to Soul Healing with Tracy Trimble, Ph.D., every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Soul Healing Radio Show with Doctor of Energy Medicine, Tracy Trimble, Ph.D. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to tracy at tracytrimble.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, friends. I'm Tracy, and you are listening to Soul Healing with Tracy Trimble on Inspired Choices Network. Before we went to the break, we were discussing the 12 beliefs of having to please others at your own expense that created self-sabotage. Now I'd like to share with you how to heal yourself from those 12 areas. As always, as in Every show, I'm going to start with self-awareness. If we can gift ourselves awareness without judgment, and that means seeing that we're creating our reality and it's causing us harm, but we don't beat ourselves up about that, we realize there are solutions to help us, we're creating awareness without judgment. 
today in particular, that awareness is going to come from giving yourself permission to dig deep into your soul. Ask ego to join soul in partnership and to get really clear, be really super honest with yourself and see which of, if any or all, of those 12 areas of sabotage cause you harm and suffering. Do you believe those? Because if you do, I want to suggest to you that there are ways to heal that by simply becoming aware without judgment. So my two favorite ways of healing self-sabotage are meditation and affirmations. Affirmations are probably the easiest way to wrap your head around healing. However, I believe with affirmations that we have to be really clear on what it is we're healing. And we have to be really clear on how they work. There's a saying called, fake it till you make it. And I want to call poop on that. I don't believe we should fake it. Our words and our thoughts can sound like anything. But they're irrelevant if the vibration of what we feel aren't connected to them. So if you are struggling with healing these energies, then I want you to start any affirmation with, I am working towards finding, instead of saying, I am. So for example, let's take worthiness, or how about let's take good enough. If you believe that you're not good enough, Going around saying, I am good enough, I am good enough, can be a little bit of bull. You're not going to feel it. You're going to get frustrated because you're not finding it. It's not our words that attract to us these energies, that show us this new evidence. It's what we're thinking and feeling. And sometimes we're not consciously aware of what we're thinking and feeling. So if we create a mantra or an affirmation, which is words that we're repeating over and over, we're using to remind ourselves that this is where we want our thoughts and feelings to generate from, then that's what we're creating. So if you're capable of saying, I am worthy or I am good enough, perfect. But if you're not, it's about saying, I am working towards finding evidence that I am worthy, that I am good enough. I'm going to suggest that you may have to do that hundreds of times a day. You may even have to write it on your body. Do it. It's going to change everything. It's going to get you into a new habit, into new belief systems. And that's where the healing begins. Why is it so important? Because this is how we're going to create self-love. Now, with mantras and affirmations, we can take that energy, once we begin to believe it, into a meditation. A meditation is a place where your body is becoming comfortable. Your mind is slowing down enough that you can connect to your breath. And you're going to inhale 
the mantra, I am worthy. But you're also going to exhale the mantra, I am worthy. With every inhalation, you're nurturing your body, your mind, and your soul, and you're remembering that that's your truth. But with every exhalation, you're releasing old thoughts, feelings, emotions, experiences, habits, and beliefs that no longer serve you, that attract to you the unworthiness and the not good enough. So whether you are a experienced meditator and you want to add this, or you've never meditated before, it doesn't matter. It's simply getting comfortable, connecting to your breath, and filling your cellular memory with your mantra, with your affirmation. I am worthy. I accept myself. I like myself. I am capable. I am adequate. I am good enough. Give yourself permission to find that love inside of you. Because when you do, you are going to stop searching for it from outside. Well, it seems like that's all the time we have today. As always, I am incredibly grateful to have spent this time with you today and each week. I trust that you got exactly what you needed from me today, but if for any reason you have questions, concerns, or ideas, please email me at tracy at tracytrimble.ca. If you're curious about what I do or how I can help you, please check out my website at tracytrimble.ca. Next week, be sure to join me as we discuss what does depression, anxiety, and acute stress have to do with self-awareness. What if depression, anxiety, and acute stress were the symptomology of being incapable of taking care of yourself, or worse, a lack of self-awareness? Imagine that these dysfunctions are a result of being caught up in the accumulation of being closer to fear instead of closer to love. I'm going to share my journey of self-awareness from a diagnosis of clinical depression to this empowered life that I believe is filled with self-awareness and without judgment. So until next time, give yourself permission to find self-awareness without judgment. I'm Tracy Trimble. Thank you for and choosing with to listen to Soul Healing with Tracy Trimble, Ph.D. Tracy will return next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 12 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, give yourself permission to learn, share, heal, and grow through self-awareness without judgment.